Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Sandrine Miller Montgomery. Hey, Sandrine, how are you? I'm good, Bant. How are you? I am well. I'm excited to catch up with you, learn a little bit more about what you're working on right now. Sandrine is the president and CEO at Micronoma. They are an early cancer detection system using microbiome-driven liquid biopsies. Uh, It's a really interesting, promising area, and so we'll go through that in a second. But before we get there, Sandrine, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Well, as uh, you will hear, uh, I have an accent, and it's very French. So I'm uh, I'm from France. I moved in the States about 23 years ago now and did my entire career here, super enjoying it. Uh, I'm a PhD PhD by uh, by training, uh, and I started my career in industry as in the research side. Uh, and at some point, about 20 years ago, I uh, migrated into the dark side of business. Loved it. It's very comfy there. Uh, very dynamic environment. And that's where I stayed to, to these days uh, along my career. Well, I mean, it's great to hear certainly that lovely research bike background. I'm sorry that you switched to the dark side. <laughs> but no, I love that description. But I mean, Sandrine, you and the team are doing some really promising stuff in this microbiome-driven liquid biopsy space for cancer. Tell us a little bit more about what the team at Micronoma is up to and the story. Yeah, absolutely. So we are up to what many people are trying to solve. You know, it's, it's saving life. You go in science because you want to save life um, and, or understand life better at the same time. And so one of the the big killer we all know is cancer. And uh, a lot of cancer, unfortunately, are very deadly, but they wouldn't be that deadly if we can find them in the very early stage. So the team decided to find uh, specific biomarkers that would help detect cancer in the early stage. Other people have done that in the past, but they are very human-centric. Surprise, surprise, human are human-centric. So when we get at it on the biology side, well, we tend to look at the human genes or the cancer genes that are in the human. But uh, myself and my two co-founders, we come from the domain of microbiome. So microbiome is a study of community of microbes, not just microbes in isolation, not one bad bacteria or one bad viruses, but really how these bacteria interact uh, with each other. And that interaction and that community that's created um, is something we studied in the past within the environment, within our food, within our gut. But about uh, around 2017, 2018, the team decided to look at it on the cancer side. Uh, and we started by looking at something that was a little bit uh, controversial in the, in, the, in the broad audience, which is, well, let's look at microbiome in tissues, in, in our organs. And at the time, the, most of the thinking was just, no, there is no microbes in your organs unless you have an infection. 
mm-hmm. and the long story short is that well that dogma was wrong there is microbes in our organs and and it was starting to emerge and even when it comes to cancer you probably have heard about HPV and associated with cervical cancer or helicobacter pylori associated with stomach cancer. So people were starting to think about it, but that was kind of the exception. And we brought to the to the forefront that no, it's not the exception. All of our organs have a microbiome population. We went deeper into that, meaning within an organs, we realized that the cancer tissue in the organ has a microbiome population, which is different from the healthy tissue in the same organs. And then that's we because we wanted to do early cancer detection, the natural next step was to go away from just looking at the tissue, because if you look at the tissue, you need to do a tissue biopsy. This is kind of late in the process of the diagnostic stage. So we started looking in the blood and thinking, much like other people before us, I'd look at liquid biopsy looking for the, the genes, the human genes or the cancer genes that are coming from the cancer and are with the cellular turnover going into the blood, mm. uh, we decided that, well, maybe these microbes that we find in the tissue goes into the blood. And mm. the answer was yes. And with a lot of machine learning and artificial intelligence, we are able to, based on the pattern of microbes we find circulating in the blood of someone, uh, uh, we can figure out what kind of uh, cancer they may be affected of, or fortunately, what they may not be affected uh, uh, with. Wow, that's really interesting. Now, I mean, Micronoma, who do you actually work with? Are you working with the doctors or the hospitals or directly with customers? How do you guys function? So our customers, uh, as we are going to name them here, are multiple, but there is one customer that we are not going to tackle it's, it's a patient. We are not going through the patient directly. We are not what we call a direct to customer. We really, it's, it's, it's cancer we are talking about. It's a serious thing. And if you turn out to be positive, we want the patient to have the support ready from the, the, the clinic, uh, the clinicians. So this is, uh, uh, this is a test that only clinician will be allowed uh, to uh, prescribe uh, to order for their patient when it's, uh, when it's needed. Uh, so in that sense, the clinician is going to be uh, our main customer. Right. Uh, they are the one we need to convince that our science is sound and that our uh, assay is performing as they expect and need uh, to, to be able to diagnose their, uh, their patient. So we- tell me a little bit, Sandrine. I mean, it's certainly a uh, breakthrough area. It's expanding. Where are we right now in the process? Are you finding that some of these clinics are embracing this? Where are we in the kind of the adoption cycle? Well, we are very early. So yeah. we are we are the stage where we are the early adapter adopter. Sorry, uh, that uh, and our uh, collaborators they are. They are with us. They are, you know, coming from uh, different uh, academic and hospital uh, entities. And obviously, these early adapters, uh, um, these early collaborators, are going to be early adopters. They have seen our science developing in front of their eyes, uh, using the samples from their patients for research for, for now, because it's just uh, still the early stage. We're going to commercialize in the coming year, twenty twenty three. So, uh, so they have been uh, really on board and, uh, and, 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 and strong advocate for us. Uh, so now the next stage is going to 
converts in a way uh, the, the broader clinical community. And that's what we are going to tackle uh, in 2023, uh, which is, guys, listen to us. But most importantly, in my mind, as I say, I was a scientist. I never listened to someone trying to sell me something. I listened to my colleagues telling me, yes, that's as good as they say. So that's when we will want our uh, partner clinicians to be our advocate in a way and express hey, here's what we see, see it working. Well, to use your word again, here's what we think it's a breakthrough. There was a big gap and, and they are feeling it. Give it a try to your patient. So that's yeah. going to be uh, uh, the, 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 the big part of, of our expansion. One thing, if you don't mind, I want to emphasize um, mm -hmm. is that Going back to the word customers, another set of customers we will have to uh, convince, and so far I'm very happy to see that uh, they are getting on board with that, is the insurance company. Mm. Uh, again, coming from the science side, no one wants to bother with the insurance company. No offense if there are some in the audience. But mm -hmm. we, we don't want to think about money when we are scientists and we develop a solution. But you know, that's when I fell in the uh, on the dark side of it. Money rules a lot of things. And mm -hmm. one important thing is that you can have the best technology and you may have patient needed and asking for it. If mm -hmm. no one can pay for it, this is not going to go anywhere. We, mm -hmm. you know, cancer is not a disease of the people who can afford an out-of-pocket expensive uh, solution. Yeah. And so with that in mind, we have our other customer is engaging the insurance company and say, hey, right. is that something that, well, we know is a clinician would save life, but for right. you, that's something you see would save money for the healthcare system. And uh, and so far, yes, there's such a screaming. Uh, yeah, I would assume that things that are preventative early insurance companies tend to embrace those ideas. <laughs> when it's at the right time, you know, they yeah. don't want early because if it's just screening and it creates false alarm that's mm. not something positive for an insurance because they don't want correct run yeah. uh, follow-up tests on something that was a false alarm uh they don't want too late uh mm -hmm. you know stage four is extremely costly and deadly so they mm -hmm. want to, to they want to bring the equation sooner in the mm -hmm. early stage uh and one of the concerns we are tackling first is lung cancer uh you if 75% of lung cancer right now is detected in stage three and stage four. This is deadly and costly because there is mm. some of the um, intervention that you can do in stage one or stage two, such as surgery, mm -hmm. uh, which is efficient and not as costly as the chemotherapy that you have to use and rely on in stage three and stage four. And so there is for them, there is an advantage there to detect in stage one and stage two, because this is some a place where we can do something for lung cancer. We can do surgery and send back someone to, his, to their good life. Uh, yeah. uh, if you do it too early when you can't do anything, uh, that's not helping much. Yeah, and no, I see that. I can see that the ecosystem is evolving, that people are learning and also slowly embracing elements of this across it. But I mean, Sandrine, you have started this business at such an interesting moment, you know, certainly right before the pandemic, and then you've developed it through the pandemic. Tell me a little bit about the process of the business and its growth in its early years. Well, in a way, we got lucky that we got we didn't get that affected for the pandemic because to run, uh, so we made a discovery at UC San Diego, 
uh, and we uh, spin out fully out of it, out of it in, in, in 2020. So yes, just at the beginning of the pandemic. And when we spin out, our next stage was to do clinical validation. Who You do clinical validation at scale. Uh, mm -hmm. That means you need to recruit a patient and get their samples. When we were lucky is that our technology uses a very little amount of blood. It's only mm. 500 micrometer of plasma. And when I say lucky, is that it's really lucky because most of the uh, collaborators that we are uh, we have been dealing with, they all have a uh, biorepository, meaning when you go to your clinician, you have the right to sign that you can give your sample for the leftover samples for research. And so we went to this clinician and we say, hey, we want to do for now, lung cancer, uh, do you have samples and, and of patient and matching controls in your um, in your biorepository? And, and the first question we always get in this case is, that, whoa, 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 how many milliliters are you going to need? Because we don't want to deplete our biorepository. Mm -hmm. And when you come back and you say, we need 500 micrometers, they're just, oh, that's completely reasonable. And so we, uh, uh, unlike over liquid biopsy, we had this big advantage for us is that we could do a retrospective study using samples that were already well-qualified and well-studied that has been preserved by all of these scientists in biorepository. So during the big uh, pandemic where it was so difficult for other to recruit uh, samples and patients, we didn't have that. We were looking right. at samples already banked. Right. So that has been an advantage. And so now this, uh, this cohort uh, uh, is, going, uh, is going through the review process in a, in a newspaper. So at some point, it's going to be published. And hopefully now, in our timing, our next stage is going to be doing a prospective study. Yeah. But the world kind of reopen. Uh, so the, the timing work kind of okay for us. I mean, like yeah. everyone else, we had to deal with it, but it was not as dramatic. Yeah, no, I could see certainly you were able to go through that phase where you were essentially doing kind of some of the critical research, critical rollout for you to then now scale this and bring it to the broader ecosystem. And so that kind of sets up my last question perfectly, which is now here we are. Here we are heading into 2023. What does the next year look like for you and the Micronoma team? Well, it's exciting because it's going to be a gross year for us, a significant uh, gross year. So we were all, 2022 has all been about validation, you know, nose in the grinder, deliver, deliver, deliver. And now we are going to be in the gross. I mean, in the gross in many ways, we're going to start the year with opening, no surprise to anyone as an entrepreneur, uh, another fundraising. So we are going to raise money to be mm -hmm. able to support what's coming. So commercialization of our assay, of our lung cancer assay is going to happen in 2023. Uh, supporting data is always needed. We have great supporting data. People always want more. And that's when we were just discussing doing prospective study. That is expensive. That takes mm -hmm. time. Uh, and right. so that's uh, what we are going to start initiating as well in parallel in 2023. So that's on the lung cancer side. But we're not just working. The discovery we made, the team made and published in 2022, works on many different cancer types. We have proof of principle on 20 cancer. So wow. we are absolutely expanding uh, that portfolio. We already have collaboration in liver cancer, ovarian cancer, breast cancer, colorectal cancer, you name it. So it's just lung cancer is just the first step for us. Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, it's what the keyword is, it's a platform. Yeah. What does it mean that we can even use that knowledge beyond early cancer detection and yeah. go into compound diagnostic, for example. And so all of that is going to start being initiating in 2023. So it's a very exciting year uh, yeah. for us. Yeah, I just love the cycle that you're outlining. It seems to me, and, and maybe um, you can shed light if I'm right, this process that um, I'd say companies like yours in the biomedical space are able to evolve and move forward now, it seems at an accelerated pace. You know, it's quite exciting. And I certainly think it will bear fruit for all of us in the near oh, future. And Sandri, we all hope that you help us find a way to, to resolve the challenges that we have with cancer. Sandrine, if someone wanted to learn more about what you and the team at Micronoma are working on, where's the best place to get in touch with you? Well, I think our website is a good repository of information, micronoma.com. Uh, we, we, we share our publication, we share our blogs, which are not peer reviewed, but our view of how we can use our technology to improve and why we are going at it this way uh, in our stepwise matter. Uh, so I would start there. They, there is a contact us in 2023. We are going to start having a newsletter to uh, update more. So sign up for, for that so that you can be on our mailing list uh, when the newsletters start appearing. Well, listen, Sandrine, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. We've been speaking with Sandrine Miller-Montgomery. She is the president and CEO at Micronoma, which is an early cancer detection using microbiome-driven liquid biopsy. We've been talking about how the business has evolved from the research stage to the testing and rollout stage to now linking in with the key ecosystem that the organization is going to need to scale this and to bring these powerful solutions to market. Sandrine, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. For those that are out there, please like and subscribe to the show. And we look forward to having you back, Sandrine. Thank you very much, Ren. Cheers.